It's a new day. Let's go. Hi, you're welcome. You have just tuned in to Action Youth and Young Adults Church. We are the vibrant youth of Action Chapel International. Over here, we're family. We're growing in love and supporting each other to develop and maintain a strong relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're blessed as you fellowship with us and encounter the Holy Spirit. Now please, jot things down as you enjoy today's message. of the value of something you will not have the power to pursue it the reason why we take school seriously some of us because not all of us take it seriously you see. 
But those who take school seriously is because we have sort of come to understand the value of it. When you value something, it gives you the power to pursue it. And so until you catch and understand the value of the presence of God, it will mean nothing to you. You will see people singing, you will see people kneeling, you will see people rolling on the floor and it will look some way to you. So today, let's look at the presence of God. What it takes to host it. What it means. I need you to understand and value it because there are some things that you need to be taught the value of. You may not know. There are some things we can let it slide. But this one, we can't let it slide. If you don't have the presence of God in your life, you are, you are, you are empty. You are finished. But dead. The reason why you struggle is because the presence is not there. I've never seen God anywhere that there's lack or there's distress. Even if there's a storm or there's fire, there's peace. Huh. Amazing. When you have the presence of God, you are not moved by anything. You are not touched by anything. Maybe, let's look at a few scriptures. Eh? Genesis. Let's start from 39. Genesis 39. This is talking about Joseph. Eh? Verse 2 says that Joseph was a slave. He was a captive in someone's house. But look at it. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. And even though he was in captivity, he was a prosperous man. He had nothing. The guy was in chains and he was still prosperous. And he was in the house of, look at it. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And so the prosperity you are looking for and chasing, it is directly linked with the presence of God. If you get the presence of God, you will get prosperity. There are things that are keys. You don't need to break the whole door. You just need a key to enter. Otherwise, you'll be standing behind the doors. Ah, your own house, you can't enter. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness, but you are still suffering because you don't have keys. You can't enter into the prosperity. You can't enter into the abundance. This is one of it. The Lord was with Joseph. Go to verse 21 of this same verse. Another mystery over there. It says, and the Lord showed Joseph mercy and gave him favor. Why? Again, he was, in, he was with Joseph. But the Lord was with Joseph and he showed him mercy. So again, the favor you are looking for is directly linked to the presence of God. When God is with you, no one can turn you down. No one can tell you no. Amazing. You know, and when, when we say favor, when something, when we see the supernatural working in your life to unlock things for you, it happens once or twice or three times. That one there is a breakthrough. But when you see it consistently, like when we look at your life, you have a track record of the supernatural. That is what we call favor. It's like, as for you, anything you want, you get. And even if you don't get it, God finds another thing for you that is even greater and better. That is what we call favor. How else could the guy have been in prison and a few years later become a prime minister? How else? How else? Favor is with the presence of God. When you get the presence of God, you have favor. 
the presence of God is directly linked to the favor you are looking for. So if I were you, I will stop looking for favor and I will start looking for the presence of God. You need to get the value of it. Otherwise, pursuing it will become very difficult and laborious for you. Look at Daniel 3. In verse 16, the three Hebrew boys told Nebuchadnezzar, O king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. We know that our God can save us. And even if he doesn't save us, we still will not bow to this 90 cubits nonsense you've done. Is there a point in your life you can reach and you say, God, even if you don't give me anything, I still like you. Even if you don't bless me, I will still follow you. God will bless you, but what if he doesn't? Will, you, will, will it affect your following? Will it affect your commitment? Will it affect the things you do for him? And so look at it in verse 25. The Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar stood and he watched and he said, Look, I see four men unbound. They are walking in the fire. And the fourth is like the son of God. Another thing the presence of God will do for you is that he will give you exemption. The guys were in fire. And you see, when we say deliverance, sometimes it's not about God taking you out of the situation. Deliverance is also when God is with you inside the situation. He's inside the situation with you. That is also deliverance. Because you see, even though, so you will go through a whole lot and you'll be unscathed and people will be saying, hey, after all this, you can still say hallelujah. You have been delivered. And it is only because the presence of God was with you. Jesus was with the people in the boat. You know, the disciples, they've really worried us with their unbelief power, Pastor. Because you, you, you are even, you wonder if they hadn't woken Jesus up. I mean, do you mean to say Jesus would have died in that storm? Oh, we would have seen something more fantastic if they had left the man alone to sleep. Maybe the boat would have disappeared and gone, but they, they woke him up. And what did he say? He said, look, even if you don't respect the boat, that the boat can hold you on the water, what about me? You don't respect me too. You don't even mind the fact that I am here with you. Why do you fret? Why do you, why do you struggle so much? Why do you, why do you struggle? You say you have Jesus, but you are always anxious, always thinking. The presence of God deals with fear. The reason why you are afraid is because you think you lack protection. It's because you think you lack a cover. But when you have the presence of God and you are sure of it, Look, I have seen people ward armed robbers off with in the name of Jesus. Kwashe boys came to a certain guy and he said, in the name of Jesus, leave me alone. They said, this guy is not proper and they left. It, it sounds like foolishness, you see. Yes, because the wisdom of God sounds like stupidity. It doesn't sound proper. How do you see Kwashe boys and say in the name of Jesus? Are you, are you okay? But the guy knew who he was working with. The Bible says that Paul and Co were in the boat and the boat was rocked. God told Paul, don't worry, no one will be lost. And Paul spent one whole day at sea. What's my point? My point is that the fact that the Lord is with you doesn't mean you will not go through things. But when you do go through things, have the courage, the confidence, and the calmness that once his presence is with you, you are okay. You are safe. And so it doesn't matter what comes, storms. You know, Jesus said, the guy built his house on a rock. And the same thing that happened to the guy who built his house on the sand. Same thing. The floods came. The wind came. The wind blew against it. Everything. Turbulence. All of it. But his house stood. 
His house was standing. So the presence of God doesn't exempt you from trials. It gives you immunity. You can stand. So take up the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6 says. And having done all, you can stand in the evil day. When the evil day comes. Because there is such a day as the evil day. But when the evil day comes and you are naked, you will see that you'll be running. The guy said what? Heleketa, sekeleta, whatever. You'll be running helter skelter. Oh, let's look at this one. First Samuel 18 verse 12. I love this one. First Samuel 18 verse 12. Another thing the presence of God will do for you. First Samuel 18 verse 12. Look at it. And Saul was afraid of David. How? Why? Because the Lord was with him. When God is with you, there is an aura. How come a king is afraid of a small boy? It can only be the presence of God. The, look, this one, when you go to verse 11, Saul had just tried to kill David. David was playing and he threw a javelin and David dodged and the thing went into the wall. And Saul became very afraid. What kind of boy is this? How, how is he able to anticipate evil? How does he do it? And the Bible said he was afraid of him. Look at it. David avoided this thing two times. And Saul was afraid. Why? Because God was with him. When God is with you, 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 you don't look like much. You don't look like much. Uche, you look smallish and fair. But people can't touch you. People, sometimes, pastor, the fact that some people bring some nonsense towards you, you should question the kind of aura that is around you. You are a girl, and a guy coming to propose to you is looking somewhere. The guy's shorts is over here. And he has come, and he says he likes you. You should question yourself. You should, there's something, why does he find you attractive? Why does he think, why, what kind of effrontery does he have to come towards a girl that is bathed and clothed with the glory of God like you? What makes him think he can come to speak to someone like you? Because you see, deep calls onto deep. Deep calls onto deep. And there are certain matchings that are improper. When people disrespect you a lot, when people talk about you a lot, question the kind of presence you have. Because you don't, there are certain things that shouldn't come your direction. People should be afraid to say certain things about you. But means there are some things at your workplace that should never cross you. They can sack everyone, insult everyone, but not you. Not you. And when you read the next verse, the next verse is downwards in 1 Samuel 18. The Bible says, David behaved himself wisely because the Lord was with him again. And because of that, everybody else was afraid of him, including Saul. So when the presence of God is with you, hey, you are like a walking miracle. Your parents cannot understand, even your parents. The Bible says, Jesus said, I have to do my father's work. And the, the father was like, ah, like this guy is becoming very arrogant in a place. The mother knew because she had a visitation. She knew what she saw. And Jesus knew at a very young age who he was. If you have the presence of God, it gives you confidence. Amazing. So what you need is the presence of God. And you know, some of us have been exposed to the presence of God. We've seen it at work. So we know the value of it. Let's break and speak, speak in tongues for 10 seconds. Hmm. Something else is coming. There's nothing worth more 
that could never come close nothing can compare you are living hope your presence Lord I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone oh your presence Lord so Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and Earbuds, and I had to use 
uh, where's the one? You have to use this one. Look at it. Very pathetic. Please take, throw it somewhere for me. I couldn't hear her. I'm used to you know, noise cancellation and all you can hear is the music, you see. But this one is like, you know, sex, sex, sex. It all comes inside there. You are listening to and hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the background, sex, 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 sex. It's not, it doesn't work. It wasn't so, I was agitated. I'm not used to it at all. I was very agitated. And I was trying, I, I listened to music, it didn't work. I listened to a message, it didn't work. I was speaking in tongues, it didn't work. I was doing everything, because you see, the presence of God is not accessed by strategies and creativity. You don't need creativity when it comes to your relationship with God. You need creativity when it comes to dominion on earth. How you can move in your skill sets. That one, you need creativity. But when it comes to you and your relationship with God, you don't need creativity. You can't circumvent it. There is a procedure. There's a way to do it. So if you notice, when I came, now nah, I just went to the back. I went to be there. You have to learn to be alone. The Bible said, God told Jeremiah, go to the plane over there. I will speak to you. You have to understand and know the patterns. You have to understand them. Those gimmicks don't... Exodus 20 verse 25. God was speaking to Moses. And he said, If you are going to make me an altar that is made of stone. Exodus 20 verse 25. Yes. If you will make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it out of hewn stone. Can you give me any modern translation in a like NLT or NIV look look at it if you make an altar of stones for me do not build it with dressed stones for you would defile it if you use a tool on it if you if you shape the if bring the stone the way it is don't touch it because when you when you when you dress it when you cut it and you come and I accept it you will begin to think that it is your dressing that makes the thing work you will begin to think that it is, it is there. When you make your voice a certain way, then the Holy Spirit will come. That's what you begin to think. And God says, don't, don't put any tool up. Just come like that. Don't, don't add anything. There are, there are ways to accept. And when we say the presence of God, there are dimensions. Oh. There are three dimensions of the presence of God. The first dimension is his omnipresence. That one, he's everywhere. The, the psalmist said, even if I descend to hell, you are there. God is everywhere. You can't hide from God. The first dimension is his omnipresence. He's, he's everywhere. The second dimension of the presence of God is what maybe you call the Emmanuel dimension. God with us. Jesus said, wherever two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. You don't have to call him. He's there. It's, it's by default. Like, the way we've gathered like this, because we have gathered in the name of Jesus, he's here. So you have to be careful what you do. When you say you have gathered in the name of Jesus, you have to be careful what you do because he is there. You don't have to invite him. He will be there by default. But there is a third dimension. That one is called the Shekinah. The manifest presence of God. And no, no, it's not cheap. It's, it's, it's a reward. That presence, it is the, the presence of God that comes and you know he has come. It comes with sound. It comes with, with fire. It comes with manifestations the Shekinah so the Bible says God told Moses build me a tabernacle because I want to rest there I want to stay there God cannot stay everywhere look the fact that God loves us doesn't mean his presence is cheap God loves you doesn't mean you can misbehave and you will always be there no 
places that God rests, there are places where he's tabernacled. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 41, Solomon was praying and he said, Oh Lord, arise and dwell in your resting place, not your temple, your resting place, your tabernacle. Now therefore arise, O Lord, into your resting place. There is a place called the resting place of God. It's like there are certain people when you see them, they come with an aura. You can, you can literally feel that, no, this guy is different. That one is a reward. It's not with everyone. Not everybody has that one. That is the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the omnipresence of God. Neither am I talking about the Emmanuel dimension. I'm talking about the Shekinah. And so, also for we have devised ways and means to sort of simulate the presence of God. Lights, smoke machines. It's like we are doing everything to sort of replace and make up for the, the Shekinah. We are trying to sort of, you know, do gimmicks to stir up people's emotions to make them think that the presence of God. But you see, when the presence of God comes, the result is that people are liberated. If you are going to, a, if you are able to stay in a church, also for I met a Nigerian. She says she's a porn actress. Mark my words, a porn actress, and she attends a certain church. She mentioned the name, and the person, the church that she mentioned, I know the church very well. We don't know. It. She said that's what she wants to do. She wants. She has graduated from prostitution. Now she wants to do porn, and she was gracefully, boldly, and comfortably announcing that she's a church member of a certain church. How are you in God's presence and still harbor when the presence of God is in a place? There are certain you won't even feel comfortable there. So I've heard many times that when witches are coming, they leave their witchcraft at their door. And you will leave it. Oh, you will leave it. You, you can't bring it here. Did you hear the lady that was manifesting last week? She said, the lady was manifesting last week and she said, the spirit said, I don't even know why I, I made you allow you to come to this place. I don't even know why I allowed you to come to this place. Sorry? The, the spirit told her not to come, but she was stopped when she came. Yes. You can't, you can't stay. You can't stay. There is something that is around that it will make you, when you leave the place, fornication becomes very difficult for you. Lying becomes very difficult for you. The Shekinah does that. And it's a dimension that you need. Stand in the way. 
It says, ask for the old ways. Look at it. And ask for the old paths. And see where is a good way. Because not everywhere is a good way. There are ways that are good ways. And walk in it. And you will find rest. Your struggling will stop. All the struggling you are struggling will stop. Micah chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 and it shall happen that in the last days people will come and say let us go to the house of the Lord and what will be their desire that he would teach us his ways we are always after his works but what we need to understand and appreciate are his ways we need to speed up we need to speed up look it takes more than being available for God to use you it takes more than just availability for God to use you. You come as you are, yes, but God will never use you as you are. Oh, something must happen to you first. You must lose something first. God got 12 fishermen and tax collectors and they had different kinds of profession. But by the time Jesus was done with them, before he said, go into all the world and preach, they had changed, they had transformed completely. Don't think that God will invest his presence anywhere. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 But in a great house there are many vessels Vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels of wood, vessels of clay If a man will purge himself If a man will purge himself If a man will sanctify himself If a man will separate himself That is the guy that would be okay for the master's use God will not just use any tontoroa do you understand the meaning of Tontoroa? God will not use any kind of dirty plate. Your vessel has to be purged. My Lord. Hmm. No, there are many things that I want to say, but I can't because the time is gone. The presence of God comes when you obey and respect the patterns that have been laid down. There are patterns for everything. There are patterns for church growth. There are patterns for the anointing. There are patterns for healing. There are patterns for riches. There are patterns for wealth. You don't even have to believe in God. If you go by those patterns, you get them. Don't you see juju men healing people all the time? What do you think is happening over there? These patterns are Lay down protocols that have the, the integrity of God invested in them. And it doesn't matter who employs it. It will work. It will work. These are not things you can circum You can't go around it. You can't circumvent it. You have to go through it. Otherwise, all you have is what you know. And you know, also for to be failing a long time, to be doing something and a thing is not working for a long time it's very dangerous because because when you fail for a long time it makes you build theologies around your failure and you begin to mentor other people based on those failures and you begin to tell them that oh you can't do this you can't do that you can, because you can never do more than you know you can never ever go beyond where, what you know you can never go beyond your current knowledge you can never and so when people try to access the presence of God the, the dimension of the presence of God which brings the supernatural when they try to access it and it doesn't work then they conclude that it, it's not possible I've told you about Elijah and Elisha 
how that all that Elijah knew was the fact that if you have to walk, it has to be on the floor. And he had seen it in the Bible that when Moses wanted to cross the Red Sea, God divided it and they walked on the floor across the sea. So when Elijah saw his master Elijah do it, when he was coming back, that was all he knew. Pastor, that was all he knew. So he took, he took the mantle and he struck the water and the thing parted and he walked. But Jesus, 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 when he came, he, it's like to him, there's no difference between water and dry ground. Because he knew, there was something he knew. He knew, he, he knew something. And so it didn't make him, look, he just sees water and, oh, I want to walk, so I'm walking. And he just walked on the water. And he even had the effrontery to tell Peter to try it. He said, come, try it. And it worked. You can never go beyond your level of knowledge. 2 Peter 1 verse 3, according as his divine power has given us all that we need for life and godliness. Is that not it? Through the knowledge of him. It is the knowledge that all the power is packaged in. You need to know. You need to know. There are certain things you need to know. If you don't know them, you are finished. The advantage the devil has over you is knowledge. He makes sure you don't know. For lack of knowledge, my people perish. Not the world. The people, my people, who are called by my name, they are perishing. Because they don't know that there is a certain dimension. In the book of Revelations, John was already in heaven. And the angel told him, come up here, come up. You are in heaven, there is another up again. Hey, look, all you see is not all there is, so there is more. There is more. There is more than what you can see. And when we don't, we are, when we are unable to practice what we preach, it makes it difficult for us to tell other people the realities of God. Because when somebody is telling you about something, all you need to do is to check the results in a person's life. I come and tell you God can raise the dead. Yes, but have you raised any dead? I come and tell you God can heal the sick. Yes, but you yourself, you are sick. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. Luke told Theophilus, I am teaching you, I'm trying to tell you the things that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Not just to teach. To do first and to teach. Otherwise, also for a time will come when people will get tired of our stories. Every day, and our God can lift, and our God can save, and our God can heal. But we are walking in a very bland, insipid, normal dimension. We are suffering. When the world says I'm broke, we also say I'm broke. When the world says I'm sick, we also say I'm sick. But when they say there is a casting down, and we say there is a lifting up, then they will come to you. And they will ask you, what is your secret? Isaiah chapter 60. The Bible says, darkness shall cover the whole earth. And gross darkness the people. But the glory of the Lord will rise upon you. And the Gentiles will come to your light. They will come to what you know. They will not come to you. You don't have anything. They will come to your results. The results is what they will come to. The glory of the Lord shall rise upon thee. The Gentiles shall come to your light. And the kings, the kings are very arrogant. They don't just come to you. CEOs don't chase after small boys. Unless there is a certain brightness that you have. Then they come down and they come and look for you and say, yes sir, 
Can you please show me why you are not falling sick? Can you please teach me how, in spite of the coronavirus, it's like your business is going like this. It's going like this. Other people are shutting down and yours, you are opening branches. What, what is your secret? The presence of God. The presence of God. Amazing. Oh. Hey, Chanting the name of Jesus. Against Chukoliang. 
And Tukol Yang had retreated, you see. He was at a retreat center, trying to, you know, gather his thoughts and he relaxed and so on. And Tukol Yang heard that Sumayi is coming. Now the army that the guy is coming with, you know, Charlie, he can't. So do you know what he did? The retreat center that he was, he told his soldiers, take down all the war flags, take it down, all of them, take it down. And everybody should get a broom or some domestic tool and do like they're sweeping, right? Just do like they're sweeping. And he himself, he went to sit on top of the gate and he took a lute, it's like a small guitar, and he was playing it. When Sumayi got there, he, Sumayi saw from afar that the guy, somebody we are attacking, he's playing guitar. guy and we know him with this guy we know him there's always something that Sumayi went back but that day Chukoliyan was look he had he was defenseless if Sumayi had gotten that there were just about 200 they were not many but because of his reputation sometimes you need a reputation Sometimes your reputation protects you from certain things. That's why I'm trying to tell you certain things should not come close to you. It shouldn't even banker you. The presence of God gives you a reputation. It gives you a name to be feared. That even when you are sleeping, the grace is working for you. You don't have to talk. The reason why trouble will not come near you is that, is that the devil gets tired of you. He tries, he fails, he tries, he fails. Actually. The devil told God, have you not built a wall around Job? He knew. How did he know? He had tried. Let me give you one key to accessing the presence of God. Then we close. Because it's time. Just one key. Everything that I've said about the presence of God, you now, you can tell that this is not something that you cannot afford to have. One key. <laughs> the key, you know, is even funny. Maybe we'll continue later, but I need you to speak in tongues for 10 seconds. Because the key is not something you will like. You won't like the key. You will, you will not like it. Jesus said in John 12, 24, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, then it brings forth much fruit. The strength of God doesn't look for strength. The strength of God looks for weakness. 
The strength of God is not used for strength. The strength of God is used for weakness. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For they shall do what? <laughs> the thing that you are looking for, the kingdom come. No, it will only come when you are poor in spirit. When you are dead. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech ye brethren that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. I have never seen a sacrifice that is alive before. When we say you are sacrificing something, it means you are killing it. So the one attribute of a dead man is that a dead man can't respond. A dead man doesn't have an ego. A dead man doesn't have anything to lose. When you are offended a lot, everything gets to you. You want to save face. You can never carry the Shekinah. You can never. You can never. It's not a case. Because when the glory of God comes and the presence of God comes upon your life, it is coming as life. Nobody that is alive needs life. It's those who are dead. The, the weight of the glory of God is too heavy. You can't, only dead men carry the presence of God. Only dead men. The presence will kill you. God told Moses, you cannot see me and live. You have to die first. And so I don't know what you are holding on to. If there's something in you that makes you alive, you need to deal with it. There's something in you that makes you respond. You need to deal with it. You need to take it away. You need to remove it. You know, there are three types of anointing. There's an anointing that comes because you are a child of God. First John 2, 27. The anointing which you have received by virtue of the fact that you are in God. There's an anointing that you receive because God is in you. There's another anointing you receive by virtue of your office. When you are a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, God gives you an anointing for you to be able to flow in that office. But there is a third anointing. That one comes by virtue of alignment. Alignment. The shape and the weight of the glory of God is constant. It doesn't change. You are the one who has to change to accommodate it. There is a certain anointing that God gives you because he wants to use you in a certain dimension or in a certain position. But there is a way you can die. There is a way you can align so much that God cannot resist you. The Bible says in Luke 9 that Jesus was passing through to Jericho. He wasn't going to see anyone. He was passing through. In verse 2, the Bible said there was a guy called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbed a tree and he wanted to see Jesus. And because of that, Jesus stopped everything he was doing and went to Zacchaeus' house. There is a way you can align so much that God will visit you. Write the scripture down. In everything you do, never forget the scripture. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13. You shall seek me and you will find me 
when you seek me with all your heart. With all your heart. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, the heart of man is deceitful and is wicked above. Your own heart can deceive you. Verse 10 says, the Lord searches your heart. He searches the reins of your heart. So as you are praying and you are crying and your hands are lifted up and you say, oh God, use me. Oh God, use me. What God is looking at is your heart. And all God can see in there, Bamis, is fame. All he can see there is a car. All he can see there is you want something from him. That's why you are rolling on the floor. And God jumps. He will never settle. Because he wants people who want him. The price for all of God is all of you. The price for all of God is all of you. You cannot seek God with half of your heart. Oh, God is in your heart. Yes, but as number what? God is probably in your heart as number 32. God is probably in your heart as number 41. God may be in your heart even as number 2. You shall seek me and you will find me when you will seek with all your heart. Please rise. Look. There is anointing that comes on your life by virtue of what God wants to do. So there are some people that fade out of relevance in a certain season. But when you are aligned, you know where it's going and he, he takes you everywhere. Whatever is holding you back, I need you to pray about it now and say, God, I release it. I release it. I release it. I let it go. What is stopping you? You know. I don't know. You know. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you for tuning in to today's message. We hope that you have been filled with a fire that fuels your week and a word that erases your doubts and improves your Christian walk with God. We love you so much and we are always here to support. So if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Instagram and on Facebook with the handle at Action Young Adults. We would be very excited to have you join our amazing family. Until next time, we are Aya, we love to have you, and it's always a new day with us. God bless you.